six. Now, for the fi- first time in actually quite a long time, ASB's profit has fallen. It's down 11% in its half-year profit uh, in report. The profit was still $750 million uh, with net interest coming in at $1.4 billion. ASB's chief executive is Victoria Short. Hey, Victoria. Hi, Heather. Why is the profit down? So it's no surprise. I mean, banks' profit is inextricably linked to the economy. Uh, and we've seen uh, a real slowing in growth as headwinds have really impacted. So everything from the inflation that's feeding through into businesses and homes uh, and also the rising interest rate environment. So uh, so that's really contributed to uh, a 12% decline in our profit for the half. I see that more than two-thirds of your mortgage customers are now paying interest rates in excess of 6%. How are they going with that? Yeah, we've been really pleased with the resilience of our home loan customers. Uh, and uh, whilst arrears are up, uh, they're historically very low. But we know that people are making sacrifices. So for to support our customers with that, we've been launching more and more tools to help give them the information for those decisions. What are they sacrificing? Uh, a lot of subscriptions. Uh, so I think anything that is more discretionary is where people uh, are really cutting those costs. Uh, for those who have other assets, they might be selling other assets to really sort of shore up or tighten up their balance sheets, and that's particularly a business banking comment. Um, are you seeing the investors come back into the housing market yet? Oh, look, we've got a reasonably healthy um, pipeline of investors. We haven't noticed anything um, fundamentally different. I think the thing that's changing in the home loan market is that uh, I think there are a lot of people who are hopeful of an interest rate decrease, and so more people are taking out six-month terms, which is a shift. What do you make of the DTIs? Are they necessary? ASB's been using DTI for a very long time, uh, so we don't anticipate it making a substantial difference. However, the settings are going to be really important, and those are still under development. Yeah, but the settings as we know it, which is what, like six times income, is that roughly what you're using? We have been using that for a long time, as I, as I said. So I, as I say, I don't think... At the same for, level, have you? Yes. So is it necessary then, if you guys are already doing it yourselves, and I imagine most banks who want to stay standing will be doing it, is it necessary, do you think? Yeah, so I mean, I can't comment for other banks, and obviously, you know, the Reserve Bank needs to think about the whole system, not just one bank. Uh, And so uh, all I would say is I think DTI is definitely a useful input, but it really does depend on where these settings, um, uh, or what the settings are, that's the important part. And as I say, that's under development, so we don't yet know what the impact would be. On the scams, have you guys introduced confirmation of payee yet? So the industry has committed to name check or uh, confirmation of payee, but there's a really important point to make here. Where that exists, for example, in the UK, frauds and scams are only accelerating. So if we think that one initiative is going to sort frauds and scams, it's just not going to. The most important thing that we need in New Zealand is a uh, system-wide anti-scam centre with the government and the police at the heart of it, with banks, with telcos and social media companies. That's what we really need in New Zealand. Look, I agree with you, but this is not going to hurt to put this in, right? Because it will oh, stop... And we are. Se- uh, when? So the industry at the moment is doing the work to understand uh, the UK experience. Uh, We're also having a look at Australia. So the Australian industry has committed. Uh, They are trying to get their rollout starting uh, towards the end of the year. So we're going to make sure that we learn from both the UK and Australia um, in the design of what we want to bring to New Zealand. So you're not going to do it until next year at the very earliest because if you're waiting for the Australians who do it at the end of this year, you're going to watch it first, aren't you? 
Uh, we can learn a lot from what happened in the UK. So we don't need to wait. We can start understanding our design. Is it complicated, Victoria? It is complicated. If, What's again, complicated if you take about the it? Learnings, if you take the learnings from the UK and Australia, they would suggest that there's a lot of systems work involved uh, to understand at a by-customer, by-account level uh, and making sure that we do that in a safe, secure way. So, well, is it not as simple as this? If I want to send money at the moment to Citibank and my friend Laura has set up a fake account and I say, I'm sending this money to this account and it's Citibank, you should be able to, if you had confirmation of pay, you go, bang, no, it's not going through because that account actually doesn't belong to Citibank. It belongs to Laura. Isn't it as simple as that? Sounds like I'm going to be hiring you, Heather. <laughs> well, if I if you hired me, Victoria, we would not be waiting <laughs> to do it. I would say it looks simple. Let's do it. What's the problem? What we've learned from the UK is it wasn't simple and it took them years. And what we're learning from Australia is something similar. So if we can find somewhere in the world that's found a simple solution like you're suggesting, we're all ears. But but what's complicated about that? What why would what's the downside to stopping a payment going into the wrong person's account? So it's the systems that we need to make sure all talk together. Yeah. Um, at an industry level. At a detailed, I mean, there are thousands of millions of payments being made. So it sounds to me like the the downside is that it's going to cost you guys money. We need to do it safely and properly, and we need to learn from those who have already done it so that we don't make any mistakes. I think it's really important. It would be foolish to charge ahead without learning from others. For more from Heather Duplessis Allen Drive, listen live to News Talk ZB from 4 p.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.